Hey everybody, this is Brian Bickford with Mainly Matters and this is the Travel and Tourism Channel. I'll be interviewing people about their travel experiences, their travel businesses, and what makes Maine vacation land. Hey, tonight you're going to ask yourself, what the heck does kayaking, craft beer, craft wine, craft spirits, and oysters have in common? It's Maine. It all comes together here in Maine. And I've got the greatest guest you've ever aligned in any type of podcast ever. First, I got what I let's listen to this. I got Don Littlefield, general manager and tour operator of Maine Brew Cruise. Hey, Don. Hey, Brian. Pleasure to be here with Thank you. Thank you so much. Equally important is what I've got somebody that is, I would refer to her as a superwoman. This woman does so many things. We're going to focus on one thing, but we're also going to talk a lot about what she does. Um, but this is Alice Bean Andernack. Say hi, Alice. Hi. I am so excited to be able to share my new oyster farm tours with everybody. <laughs> we're going to talk more about that. And we're also going to, we brought in two other guests, and these are people that actually support these uh, these tours. And they're, they're really uh, they're really instru- instrumental about what how they contribute and 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 their views and their viewpoints of their experiences with these tours. Ian, um, can you talk a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. First and foremost, thanks for having me on the show tonight. Uh, my name is Ian, as you said. I am the tasting room manager at Shipyard Brewing, and we work hand in hand with Maine Brews Cruise to try to give the best experience to the guests that come through our doors. Listen, I thank you so much for being a part of this tonight. And as equally as important is our tour guest. Uh, This is Charlotte Brown. She is from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. She just went on a tour with Alice uh, just last Sunday. Hello, Charlotte. How are you? Hello. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, this is so exciting. Now, let's just start a little bit about, you know, know, we realize that there's about, uh, about, uh, about 37 million people that come to Maine every single year uh, for different types of adventures. They're here to enjoy Maine, to participate in all kinds of different activities. And these are the people that make it happen, make it exciting. You don't even have to be from away to participate in these types of um, activities. And Don, talk a little bit about that. Who are your guests? Yeah, it's it's really fascinating, and I, I would say most of our guests are coming from out of state, but a fair number are coming from in state because heck, Maine is a very big state, and May and Portland is the big city, right? It is. <clears throat> but in uh, ten weeks of operations since we resumed tours in March 13th, when it became a little bit warmer out, we've seen uh, just under 400 guests, but they have represented 32 U.S. states plus the District of Columbia. <laughs> so the message is what we're seeing early season here in Maine is people are coming from all over the country to explore the great uh, outdoors and the adventures that Maine has to offer. And same question to you, Alice. Like, who are your customers? Where do they come from and what are they looking for? Um, my customers are from all over the country. I have tomorrow's tour is are people from Chicago, from Pennsylvania, from New York City. Uh, last weekend I had New York, or Pennsylvania, and Delaware. Mm-hmm. 
But quite honestly, I'm an international gatherer. <laughs> I have people from all over the world. Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting, but Charlotte, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. And, and Charlotte actually just went on a tour last Sunday. Charlotte, talk a little bit about that experience. Like, how did you find it? How did you uh, get lined up with Alice? So um, we had a, a group conversation about what we wanted to do while we were there. And I think we were just kind of Googling, you know, things to do in uh, Maine. Mm-hmm. And Alice's adventures came up. And um, one of the girls in the group, Alyssa, reached out to, to Alice about how we couldn't, you know, there was pre-scheduled things ahead of time. And, and there was a conversation of, of we didn't couldn't make any of those already scheduled times work for us. And Alice was very accommodating and, and made, made sure that we could, which was super generous of her to let us, us come, come spend that the morning with her on Sunday morning. Um, but the, the tour itself was amazing. I mean, I have kayaked before, yeah. but I'm not a per, I don't frequently kayak. So I was, it was nice because Alice gave us a little bit of a, uh, a, a, a lesson at the beginning of it. And, um, the tour itself was amazing. I, I, it felt like those three hours just went by so quickly. I I could have been out there for all, all day. You know, it is interesting, Charlotte, but I heard something about the apostles. Can you talk a little bit about the, what, what does that mean? (laughs) Who are the apostles? (laughs) So we all, the girls, the group of girls, there was five of Uh us. We went to high school together. We went to a Catholic high school in Wilmington, Delaware, and our group, of us used to be when there was 12 of us, we used to be called the 12 apostles mm-hmm. or that's what we called ourselves. I should say. Right. Um, but we have grown since high school and now we are the 16 apostles. Uh, so that's our, our name for ourselves. That, we're going to, we're going we're gonna to learn, want to learn more about that in future episodes. So where you and I are got to stay in touch. So Ian, um, yeah. a year ago you were doing something else, but now you got this job called ta- tasting room manager. Uh, did they pay you for that? Uh, you know, they do, mostly in beer and in uh, good times, but, you know, it's it's just been a really fun whirlwind of a year, and with COVID and everything, it's it's opened up new possibilities. There's a silver lining in every single situation. That's all I would say. Yeah, now, now how did you and, uh, you and Dawn meet, and how do you uh, typically interact on a tour? So Dawn and I essentially... Uh, First and foremost, this this relationship was set up prior to me coming, and since I have been at the helm, quote-unquote, we've actually expanded the number of tours, and we first start by bringing the whole tour group through our brewery, and they're kind of enamored not only by the size of it, but then we have an exclusive location for them at the back of the brewery. We bring them a sample beer of something that's not on the menu Mm -hmm. just to give them a little bit of extra attention and then Don takes them on a full tour of our experimental brew house within our facility. And, and Don, I have to ask you the same question. Are you paid for this? I mean, come on. <laughs> you're like, I hear you're like one of the, one of the, I guess in, in Maine, you're one of the, 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 the craft beverage tour um, experts. Well, Brian, you know, outside of being a travel and tourism podcast host, mm-hmm. I do think I have the second best job in Maine. <laughs> uh, but, you know, one thing that to remember, I think it's important is that shipyard uh, is what means uh, to a lot of our guests. It's what Maine beer is. 
you know, at one time it was distributed nearly throughout the entire country. Right. And honestly, because of their location, if, you, if you're not familiar, they're located just a couple of blocks away from the old port. And on our, we were known for nine years as the main brew bus, which meant buses were taking people away from the old port. Right. We weren't able to really bring bus tours to Shipyard just being a couple blocks away. Mm-hmm. Now, with our walking tours, we have this whole newfound angle to, to showcase what uh, is Maine's second largest brewery and what has been really the, you know, the key founding member in the Maine brewing community to support so many other businesses here in the state. No, it's it's such a great thing. And you know, and I I have so many friends that are into the into the craft beers and they have the app and they have the experience and, and so forth. So it's it's a great um great marriage between the two. And and Alex, you know, one of the things I, I wanna could you paint a picture about how when the morning that somebody meets you with kayaks or with you're providing the kayaks, what is that experience like for your guest? Um my guest feel pampered. Mm -hmm. They are treated as if they know nothing and have to do almost nothing except for use a paddle. Mm -hmm. They have to help a little bit to carry the boats down to the water, but after that, it's a true wildlife experience Mm -hmm. where I'm pointing out, you know, different wildlife. I'm giving history to the area. I'm teaching about, if they want to listen, about lobstering, about clamming, about oystering, and how our new oyster farms have been created, and how they help and rebuild the health of a bay. And then we get to visit it, um, usually after some candid photos. And then they usually stay in their boats, but sometimes people go swimming by the oysters. Right. And afterwards, we grab the oysters, and we go over to an island, and I shuck oysters, and they get to have some of the the usual stuff to put on a raw half-shell oyster. They mm. can have some Tabasco sauce or some lemon juice, but I make a very special Alice's Awesome Adventures main blueberry mignon sauce. Wow. That sounds delicious. And I got I got to back up a little bit. Charlotte, um, she said something about swimming. Did you get out of your boat and go swimming in Maine last Sunday? <laughs> so I did not go swimming, but my friend Chloe went swimming. <laughs> wow! By sort of by accident in fifty degree <laughs> okay. weather, fifty degree water. Yeah. And uh, and Ian, you ever been in the Maine um, waters this time of year? Uh, I actually went in the other day. Oh, good for you. By, by uh, on, right pur- on purpose? Uh, actually on purpose, yeah. Wow. Uh, I made it I made it a point to go in every May just to remind myself that I'm alive. Right, right. <laughs> so so I'm not sure, Don, do you know who you're dealing with here? These are people that are jumping in mean water. I, I need it at least in July, you know. Uh, how about you, yeah. Don? Are you jumping in this cold water? You know, I've lived in uh, Maine my entire life. I, uh, I'm i smarter, perhaps, than others. I have not been in the water <laughs> yet, Brian. I'm with you, but. my friend. Hey, let's talk. <laughs> changing from water to beer, what makes Maine craft beer uh, one of the best in the country? 
Fantastic segue because it actually starts with the water. Oh, yeah. uh, beer, beer is mostly water, and the quality of Maine's water is really what supports the incredible uh, brewing industries as well as winemaking, distilling, cider making. All of those involve uh, really having such a great water source. Mm-hmm. So when I explain to people that Portland is a cluster of amazing breweries because of the water, yeah. but so is you know Lewiston Auburn. Bangor Brewer, there are three breweries, soon to be four in Washington County. Mm -hmm. You know, there are just great pockets of breweries around. It really starts with the water. And I'd say the secondary thing is that, you know, Maine people are craftspeople uh, one way or the other. And uh, experimenting with uh, craft beverage uh, making in an alcohol format is part of uh, of that story as well. Hey, Alice, did you know that there's um, there's actually, and Don, you're going to have to verify this, um, there is a mi- first mile brewery. Is that right, Don? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, they're just uh, almost a stone's throw from the Canadian border. They're literally at the first mile of uh, of Route One. So Route One, which would start up in uh, Fort Kent, Maine, ends in Key West, Florida. They are right at the beginning, and it's a great brewery. And Alice, here's another question for you. Um, did you know that there's a brewery on Monahegan Island? Yes, I knew that one. Do you know what the name of it is? No, but I know there's a brewery there. Don, do you know what the name is? It's called Monhegan Island Brewing, and it's one of five breweries that are on Maine Islands because there's one on North Haven. There are several on Mount Desert Island. There's one on Saco Island in Maine. <laughs> and, you know, so, you know, you can get pretty particular, but Monhegan is the one you cannot drive to. It's one of the only ones in the uh, continental United States you cannot drive to. Now, Charlotte, is beer important to you? <laughs> yeah. It is. Well, let me ask you this next question. This is a test. I understand that Alice does something called a forest bathing. Have you ever heard of that? A forest bathing? Yeah. Would you do such a thing? Um, or are you curious about it? Um, uh, sure, okay. I'm curious. Okay, it, yeah. Alice, tell us what okay. is what is. I saw this on your site, Al. You got to explain this to me. What is a forest bathing? Well, I would love to say that I. Take a few bottles of shipyard ale. <laughs> I bet you're not going to say that. Shake it up, <laughs> break it out, and give everybody a shower. However, <laughs> that's not quite what okay. it is. Uh, what it really is is walking, not necessarily in a forest, although sometimes we do that, uh, for less than a quarter of a mile and becoming totally immersed in nature and what's around us and stopping and slowing ourselves down and learning to breathe and really taking time out from the world, mm-hmm. uh, no cell phones and none of that. And what I normally do at the end is I do a beautiful uh, nature tea with everybody while we're talking about our feelings, how our feelings were raised mm-hmm. and what issues came up and how they let how we let them go and everybody leaves really relaxed so it really if is I a cleanser here at the end of it i'd be perfect oh that sounds yeah no <laughs> and uh you know so if we wanted to go from that uh, really relaxed and we go to the hustle bustle and i understand that you sometimes you and you and don actually do almost four tours a day uh yeah as of recently our walking tours with 
main Bruce cruise has been about four on a Saturday, which is really just amazing that there is that level of interest in uh, the craft beer industry here in Maine and that we're able to support it with the help of Don and the crew there. And, and Don, what is a, uh, what is a group, you know, what is the size of a group um, typically for one of these? Well, yeah, it's been pretty interesting because up until just this week, we were limited to a group size, a group party size of eight persons. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was what our state requirement was for seated food and drink service. Right. Now that's changed. Um, and so we actually have increased our uh, tour guest capacity to eight persons mm-hmm. because now it's permissible for our tour guide to stand if need be. Uh, all of that is to say that we're trying to only occupy a single table at any of our establishments, shipyard most notably, mm-hmm. because we are coming there also at peak times right. when uh, several hundred other people want to enjoy the great craft beer that that uh, Portland, Maine has to offer. Right, right. You must get a lot of people, um, Ian, that are looking over at these these craft tables, these these tour tables, and wondering what is the information they're getting. They're probably a little envious. Uh, I think there is a bit of jealousy, especially <laughs> when we actually allow them to walk into the experimental brew house yeah. where, uh, you know, at any point on the draft list, there's eight different beers mm-hmm. that are from the experimental brew house. And to get the first, well, to get the knowledge from Don uh, about how everything is actually made is is something that they're probably wishing they with the main brewers. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, and, go ahead. Go ahead. As good as Brian, the way that's set yeah. up is that there's a, a little bit of a, a tasting bar, a little bit of a seated bar right where we do that. Right. And many times the, the guests that are at Shipyard, not part of our tour, are just mesmerized by why, what I'm saying. Right. And I'm happy to give that experience and, you know, let it let it carry out. Because, you know, one thing I do want to say is if 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 Maine residents or visitors to Maine haven't been to see what Shipyard has done recently, it's a vastly different place. And it's a really fun experience to go see what they're doing. Uh, we're, we're happy to show that off. Yeah, you know, and it's, a, you know, that variety. And, and Alice, you know, you're, you're, you're more than just an oyster farm and tasting sea kayaking tour guide. What else do you do? What else do you offer your guests? Um, so my guests can just go on a really amazing visit a number of islands tour. My guests can choose to go stand up paddleboarding if they want to on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. But I think my most favorite tour is going to Malaga Island, mm. which is over in the New Meadows River, which is on the southeastern corner of Casco Bay, mm-hmm. and understand the history of this most horrible Maine history where a whole community was evicted by the state of Maine. Mm. And the island's now empty. Okay. Because no one... Um, the current owners, which is Maine Coast Heritage Trust, but nobody wanted to live on the island after the island was evicted, and so much so that the state took uh, took apart the graveyard and moved all the uh, remains to what we normally call today Pineland, uh, which is over in uh, another part of Maine, and people were placed into the main school for feeble-minded at the time, which was back in 1912. And the island's been empty since 1912. 
Well, you know, not 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 too long ago, I actually did a uh, did a segment on Stephen King and Stephen King tours and locations. I think that could be a location for a Stephen King book. What do you think about that, Don? Well, I think that would probably work. I don't think Stephen King is short of any uh, concepts or ideas. <laughs> He's not looking for. But ideas. one one thing one thing I heard Alice say, which is, you know, a guided tour is going to give you a completely different perspective on a place that you've been to many times or a place that's brand new to you. Right. And I think, uh, you know, Alice and I would agree. I, I know Ian has seen this as well. Uh, people coming into uh, Maine recently have really been looking for that guided tour experience to maximize their effort in coming here. They're coming here because of the rural, rural nature of Maine. It's perceived as safe. They want to explore as much as they can. And our job is to showcase Maine in the best possible light. So what Alice is doing to, to, to even shed light on a thing that could be looked at as a negative in Maine's history, I think is quite fantastic. Oh, it is. It's really uh, intriguing. And, and, and Charlotte, how do we get you and the, uh, the 16 Apostles back to Maine on another trip? I mean, what do you look for in your, um, in your group, you know, your, your group getting away tours? Well, uh, we're, I think I'm going to text the five of, or the four of my fellow apostles who I went on the trip with and tell them that we missed out on the main cruise <laughs> because we did not do that. And it sounded great, but ultimately I think we're just looking for a place that we can go and relax, but also there's a lot of things to do and Maine definitely provided us with that. There's good food, good drink but also a lot of activities. We went to Austin, Texas mm -hmm. a few years ago mm -hmm. and not that I didn't enjoy it, right. but it's very much just, and maybe I didn't, maybe that was my fault. Maybe we didn't do enough research, but it was a lot of just eating and drinking. There wasn't a lot of activities, <laughs> whereas Maine has a lot, a lot of things to do. And, and Alice's adventures being one of them. And I think we'll definitely reach out to her again in the future when we come back. Oh, we really hope you do. And, and Ian, you know, what does, what does, um, what does shipyard want most from its customers? What are they, what are they hoping to, to get from tours like this and about the, their memory and experience of, of, of its shipyard? I think more than anything, shipyard is in 40 States with our pumpkin head beer. And I think it's, it's trying to show that we, we have a lot more to offer than just this one beer. It's a fantastic beer. I mean, I think everybody on this podcast has probably heard of it. Right. Uh, but we are constantly creating new beverages that can only be found in our tasting room. So if you're only going to your grocery store or your local bar, you're probably going to be missing out on a lot of the new beverages that we have to offer. And so getting ahead of the current and getting ahead of the tide and seeing what we have to offer before it goes to distribution is, is a pretty fantastic opportunity. You know, that's, I appreciate that. And Don, you know, you guys are a contributor. You guys, you guys are really introducing people uh, to different um, experiences. Um, how many, how many different types of places do people uh, enjoy on a tour? Yeah. So uh, I appreciate you saying that, you know, because, you know, if some of the folks look at our name and our, our company, we, we look like a brand new startup. But remembering that we were the main brew bus for nine years, we have uh, had 35,000 guests through our uh, buses and our various tours wow. to see what Minecraft uh, producers are all about. Um, so that's that's kind of a stunning number when I when I stacked it all up. Yes. Uh, to, to your question, typically a tour is constructed with three different stops. Mm -hmm. 
that will showcase three different levels of something. So it might, if it's an all beer stop, it'd be breweries at three different levels of their, uh, of their, uh, maybe their, how they're formed, how they're growing, right. how they're, you know, they're at different levels. And if it's a, a, a tour that's actually focused on beer, wine, and spirits, that's a really popular style of tour. And, and listening to Ian, you know, if you notice, he said craft beverage. Right. Places like Shipyard Brewing and many other places are producing craft seltzers or alternate mm. beverages, which are more and more a part of the guest experience when they're visiting uh, the, the producers here in Maine. So uh, we try to give them all the guests all kinds of different options and let them pick which one suits them the best. No, I love that. that was a great catch, you know, because I think there are um, a growing uh interest and, and demand and, and creativity that's really bubbling over, no pun intended, here in Maine, uh, all kinds of different types of uh, beverages. But, you know, food is another one. And, and so, Alice, um, why oysters? And uh, tell us a little bit about oysters from the process and why you select the oysters that you offer. And then, of course, you and I need to talk about opening an oyster. Yes. Yes, we're we're going to do a shucking contest for sure. <laughs> uh, no question about that one. But I have choi- chosen to offer Mare Point Oyster Company oysters and Love Point mm-hmm. Oyster Company oysters. And the biggest reason why I chose those is that those oyster companies are within a kayaker's distance. Um, I could pick up, and I someday will pick up and do some tours on the New Meadows, but in northern Casco Bay, the water, uh, just like the water for beer, which is so special that it has to be so pure, the water here in northern uh, Casco Bay is perfect for oyster growing. You can't grow oysters up and down the coast of Maine, only in certain pockets, and the oysters give back oxygen as well as cleaning the water so it improves everything for everybody so all the little mini lobsters all the mini fish all the mini crabs all benefit by having the oyster farms growing here and while they're a little bit hard to go around sometimes when they're really big if you've got a big motorboat and you're used to going in a straight line um, it's worth it very much, as well as the kelp farms. Uh, we have two kelp farms hmm. right near where I'm going, and so I usually point those out as well when I'm out in that area. So the bays are giving back to all of us humans mm-hmm. as long as we nurture them, and that has been one of the biggest things that Alice's Awesome Ventures has been able to do is to introduce people to the history of the bays and the history of what's happening with aquaculture. That's that's fascinating. And, and Charlotte, did you uh, did you get a chance to try to open uh, an oyster? I did. Well, no, I didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't try to open one. However, I did try to open one quick enough to do the opening. And Ian, have you ever tried to open an oyster? I can't say I have, but I am open. To it. <laughs> okay, so it's not as easy, and you probably know this, Don. This is this is not an easy task. I mean, it sounds it's going to be you know you take them home, you just open them up, and but Alice, tell us what's the trick to opening an oyster. 
the so there are two tricks. One, make sure that you hold the curved shell in your hand. And the second one is have your dull but pointed oyster knife and go right into the corner of the hinge. Mm-hmm. And once you get a little bit of purchase, you rotate your knife. And if you're lucky and the oyster wants to open, it pops open right then. There are days when oysters have a different opinion about being eaten. And in my world, (laughs) what I will do is I'll put them down. And Charlotte got to see this, where I would put it down and I'd start talking to it while I'm grabbing another oyster and I'm opening, you know, another one and putting it down on the oyster plate. And I'm telling it, it really needs to join its sisters and brothers. (laughs) And And I tap on it and I go, really, it's almost okay. And I keep talking to it while I'm opening all the other oysters and I'll go back to it. And nine times out of 10, it'll open up nicely afterwards. But I've had some that are stubborn. a woman who's really mad and she's got her hands on her hips. Mm -hmm. Um, Oysters that will flake their shells before they'll open up. Yeah. So, you know, you and I talked a little bit about that. And I, I think I've actually become, I think I've gone to expert level of oyster shucking. I have my own shucking glove. I have a shucking knife. And uh, I am ready to shuck at any time. And there's no oyster that is going to escape me at this point. So I am ready for that uh, that competition. So, um, so listen, Dawn, what is up for this year coming up, this, this, uh, this travel season? Yeah, so uh, one of the things we're looking at is actually putting buses on the road, which is a very you know odd sentence to say since we for nine years we we're exclusively a bus-based company. Mm-hmm. But we have a, a path in which in the middle of June we will have uh, a single bus on the road offering an itinerary of private tours only because the groups coming into Maine are starting to to look for those experiences. Right. And after June is done, then we're hopeful that in July, perhaps after the 4th, we can offer those same itineraries out as publicly available tours, which would allow couples and, you know, friends that are traveling into Maine to book those same experiences. That helps us because by wheels, we can get out to more partners. And ultimately, our mission is to extend um, what we do, which is economic development. We are literally yeah. driving brand new thirsty yeah. customers to the door of the places that, that want to turn those guests into fans of their brand. Yeah. And by being limited to walking and biking and boating, that's a limited subset of places. But uh, with buses back on the road, that will extend our reach a little bit more. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, I mentioned boats. We have a number of different boat experiences this summer. Uh, uh, boats don't, don't visit breweries, mm-hmm. but on the boat, you can drink great main craft beer while you're learning to uh, uh, how to pull lobsters from traps, uh, visit uh, Fort Scammell in, in Casco Bay, watch the sunset, see the harbor seals. We have a number of different experiences, including Brian, believe it or not, pedaling your own boat around Casco Bay with main base cycle bruise crew. So that. lots of different options this year. That's exciting. And, you know, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a relationship guy and I like when people can come together. I'm just wondering if kayaking and bruise could somehow come together. Alice, is there is there a partnership here that could be um, that could be initiated? 
mentorship could happen right afterwards, but you know what? I was really excited to hear about the new seltzers <laughs> that are non-alcoholic because, you know, it's really not a good idea to paddle and have anything alcoholic. It's kind of like why there's a bus driver for the <laughs> driving course. Ian, talk about your seltzers. What are you, what is, what's going on over there at Shipyard? I think what we're referring to are the THC elixirs. <laughs> okay. Is that what we're referring to here? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if this is where we're going, but Shipyard did launch a brand of THC elixirs that can be found around Maine. Um, five milligrams, and they are available in dispensaries. Oh, that's in the pumpkin flavor as well as the blue pop blueberry flavor. And they are quite popular. That's great. Well, no, it's good to actually be creative and trying to fill the demand because uh, the demand is here. Uh, people are coming to Maine. Um, you know, they continue to uh, with our uh, the the mass restriction and uh, with vaccines on the increase. Um, you know, we are starting to look like we're heading back towards normal, um, and that is going to be good for the state. State. What is good for the state is good for business and good for our customers and our guests that come here. So, so Don, where can, uh, where can our guests find you? Our guests can find us at brewscruise.com slash name. And if they're familiar with our previous name, the main that works as well. Great. And Alice, uh, where can everybody find you? They can find me at, um, I'm Alice's awesome adventures, but it's simpler. It's a main guide.com. That sounds great. And listen, Charlotte, I thank you so much for being uh, patient with us and being a part of this, uh, this interview today and, uh, you know, contributing. And I really appreciate everything that you do as a a coming to Maine, spending money, uh, learning about us and potentially coming back. I think I've lost you there a little bit, Charlotte, but, and Ian, thank you for what you do and representing very keenly uh, shipyard Brewing Company, um, and we look forward to seeing you on a tour. Absolutely. I appreciate you for having me tonight. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much. Hey, this is Brian Bickford with Mainly Matters, and this is the Tourist and Travel Channel. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. Have a great night, everybody. Everybody.